0: Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au
1: Shoulder into
2: the clear. Deeper out, we've got our friend. They're into the home straight. Lancelot, Bramack out wide. Races to a narrow lead. Still there, Captain Braveheart. Warraderry the centre. Lancelot, Bramac and Warraderry. Warraderry, Lancelot, Bramac, the old boy, Lancelot, Bramac digging deep, Lancelot Bramack scores, beating Waraderry, third captain Braveheart, the Trotter, Matatoma. Quite
0: Har- incredible. That was start 470 yesterday at Albion Park, 33 wins to that horse, Lancelot Bramack. Dixon, Stuart Dixon's done a marvellous job. Good morning to Chris Barsby. How are you, Chris?
2: I'm well, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. And
0: the driver is with us right now, Angus Garrard.
2: Angus, good
3: morning. Morning, Chris.
0: Morning, Steve. How are you? That would have been a thrill.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's um he's a great old horse. It's always good to pick up another one on him.
2: What's it like to drive him? Does he drive himself or does he take a little bit of driving as he's got a little older? Does he get a little bit more cunning? So what's it like sitting behind him?
3: Um, I I wouldn't say he's a hard horse to drive, but you've probably got to try and be a step ahead of him sort of thing. Um, you know, as you said, he's been around a long time and he, he can get a bit cunning, but you sort of just got to have him be sort of driving him 50 metres ahead of where he is to make sure you're in the right spot sort of thing.
2: So he's a thinker? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. so when did you start to feel confident in that race yesterday? When did you think, I might be, you know, a chance of playing a a role in the finish here?
3: Uh, Once that lead time was as solid as it was, I was um, pretty happy with that and I thought we'd get close. Um, And then, uh, you know, once... Brendan sort of moved from back in the field and he sort of did a bit of work to get there in an even first quarter. That sort of, I thought that brought me right into it. and I thought I'd actually take a little bit of beating then if he raced um, how he had been.
2: So yesterday was 2,138 metres. Is he better at that distance range compared to the mile? Does, does he just like that little bit of extra distance just to find his legs a little bit more?
3: Um, I don't really know if it's the extra distance so much. I don't think it really matters what trip it's over. It's more just that even speed. Um, you know, when, that, when they sort of jam, jam the brakes on hard on him, um, it sort of makes it a little tough for him. He, he finds it a little tough to pick up. But um, when that speed's sort of even throughout um, and when you can sort of move into it down the back like that, he, um, he's a lot better.
2: Okay. He must have needed the run there on Friday night. I think he had two weeks between runs there. So he must have needed that run there on Friday night just to have him primed for yesterday.
0: Uh, I think he must have.
3: You know, he hasn't been around a lot. Mm.
0: Angus, (laughs) one thing that I noticed with him as well, just under the new whip rules, obviously, but these old horses, particularly the thoroughbreds, you know, they used to need a little bit of livening up, so to speak, in old terminology. But he he just tries. He just head went down. You were just tapping the sulky to get him to find the line yesterday.
3: Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, a, a lot of horses nowadays don't cough a lot of whip anyway. Um, sort of try and urge them in other ways, you know. Sort of hit the shaft and sort of roar at them more than anything. Um, and, you know, being a horse that's been around that long, can sort of get a bit cranky if you're into him too much. So,
2: We know Stewie Dixon's pretty laid back. So does he give you any sort of driving instructions or does he just hand the lines over and just do your best?
4: Uh,
3: no, not really any instructions. You just sort of, as you said, do your best. And, um, but it, in saying that, he sort of knows when he's coming right too. Um, he knows when he's going to
0: race pretty good. Were you born when he had his first start at Parklands?
3: And the job. He's one of very few
2: horses that's uh, still racing that race at the old Parklands complex. So it's a, it's a mighty feat. There's no doubt about it. So, uh, yeah, we wish him well. He'll back up next week, I'm led to believe. So uh, we'll see how he goes next week. See if he can go back to back. Lancelot Prime. He's probably one of very few horses that can be referred to as Lance. He'll just get the the single Lance in the call, and everyone knows who we're talking about as well.
3: Yeah, that's right. He's um he he's definitely got a bit of a following now. You know, um, been around that long, I suppose you have to. But um, you know, I think a lot of people like to see him get up.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Let's focus on your drives tonight. You've got a busy night ahead of you tonight. The seven of the eight races you're competing in. What about race one, luxury lad, two off the second row? This might set up nicely for him. Do you think he's capable of, you know, playing a hand in the finish?
3: Yeah, I think so, Chris. Um, He he probably, he's a horse that races best when he's sort of feeling confident and you can get him doing it himself um, rather than sort of having to ask him. So. Um, there looks like there could be a bit of speed off that front line there, and hopefully the tempo is even early and um, we can sort of get into the race at the right time and hopefully he takes us where we need to be.
2: It is a race though that looks like there's a bit of depth. There's a few in here that have got good form.
3: Yeah, that's right. You know, horses like everything happens, it's been racing super. Um, you can't knock its run since Chloe's taken over the training, so. Um, Yeah, you know, it's not an easy race, but I definitely think he's in it if we get the right run.
2: Okay, race two. Motu Amethyst was able to find the winner's circle last week. Can she run it back and do it again tonight?
3: Yeah, I can't see why not, Chris. Um, I, I don't think it's a whole lot harder, and she raced really well last week. What about the inside
2: gate at the 1780? Has she got enough speed to hold up here?
3: Yeah, definitely. That won't be an issue.
2: Okay. So you're keen on her by the sound of it?
3: Yeah, I think she'll take a fair bit of beating.
2: Right. Another good draw for you comes up in the following race. Race three. This one for your dad. Gillibit Jackpot. How do you think he'll go tonight?
3: Um, I, look, I can't find any reason why he won't race. But he, he probably has disappointed us a little these his last two or three. Um, but, it, you know, his work's been good. and We're happy with him going into the race. So um, hopefully we can sort of give him a shot. And if he right horse turns up, I think it'll take a fair bit of beating.
2: Would you be more confident if this race was 2040 compared to the 1780?
3: Um, yes and no. Um, I, I think he's probably a horse that, as well, that sort of likes it a bit more if the tempo is more even. That don't sort of zip on him at all. So, um, you know, if we do lead, I think we'll sort of try and keep that tempo even and um, make sure they're not sort of zipping past the slate.
2: Okay, are you more worried about Kanye
3: Crusader or Mummy's boy there? um, oh, There's probably not a whole lot between them, you know, they've both been racing super. Um, it Probably just depends who gets a better trip from the draws.
2: Okay, race four, another one for your dad. This guy is bursting to win a race, Letterkenny boy. He's drawn out in gate six tonight. He's going to need that little bit of luck, but do you agree he's just got the hoof right on the tilt?
3: Yeah, yeah, he's racing super. He's Um, sort of hit form lately really good. His run last week was super. He was unlucky. He sort of got left out there early and had to go all the way back to last. But his sectionals were still super. And I really think if he's 1-1 in that race, he wins pretty comfortable. So um, he never seems to be able to get a good draw, but hopefully we can work out a trip tonight and he can be close.
4: Okay.
2: His sectionals over his last couple of starts have been really impressive. He just needs the race to set up in a manner that's just going to suit him.
3: Yeah,
2: 100%. All right. Well, he looks a good chance, and he might be value there as well. You can sit out race five, race six, gamekeeper, draw on the inside of the second row. A race that looks fairly open here. How do you rate its chances?
3: Um, look, There's probably no reason he, he can't win it if the right horse turns up. Um, probably just depends how much he wants to do it, to be honest. um, okay. You know, seven's probably not a horrible draw for him, really. Um you know, if we can sort of suck along there somewhere and find space at the right time, I think he can get there.
2: All right, another one for Kay Crane is in the following race, the Crom. Do you give this a horse a, a chance because it comes up with
3: a good draw? Can you make full use of this good draw? Um, yeah, he hasn't got a whole heap of gate speed, but um, I mean it's good spot. Um, whether we can get to the fence or not, I mean whether it's going to be there um, without having to sort of make any moves. Um, if he races back to how he was racing before, um, I think he can definitely win. He was probably a little off last start, um, but I think he'll be a lot better tonight. It does look a very
2: winnable race. I know his record overall suggests that he doesn't like winning, but that race there looks uh, looks very winnable.
3: Yeah, 100%. You know, his record in Queensland's actually been pretty good. There's not a lot of times it's been a long way away. So hopefully we can work something out for you.
2: Okay, the final race tonight. You're driving a Trotter. We saw this yesterday. The race that Lancelot bramack won yesterday. Matatoki stepped out there against the paces. You're driving the Reaper here, and he's in form. He's been placed three of his last four. He's won two of those. He's got to overcome gate number six. How do you think he'll measure up tonight against the paces?
3: Uh, yeah, he's been racing super. Um, obviously it's a bit of a, a bit tricky against the paces and. Claire's full probably looks pretty hard to beat. It was really good on Friday night, so it probably looks the winner, to be honest. But I think we're definitely a really strong place.
2: Okay, with a trotter, do you have to sort of think a little bit differently? Do you want to get up close as possible and just keep that sort of tempo rolling along with a horse like the Reaper?
3: Um, oh yes and no. I mean, he's been um, been running home really strong lately, so I'd say we'll just have a look what they do inside. I mean, we're not going to move wanting to sit outside him or anything like that I don't think
5: so
3: um, we'll just see what they they all want to do inside us and um, hopefully we can hit the line good at least
2: Okay, just reading between the lines with you tonight, Motu Amethyst is that your best drive tonight?
3: Yeah, I think so, I think she definitely gets her chance again and she looks pretty hard to beat on paper
2: all right, we'll put a circle around her. Race two, number one, Mo2 Amethyst. I've got to ask the question are you bound for Sydney anytime soon for a little campaign down there?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, we're looking at taking um, two or three down. Um, we got Cat's Eye Beat. She's eligible for the Breeders' Challenge. Um, so we'll take him down and um, we'll probably take Sir Fahrenheit and maybe one other just for a trip.
2: Okay, so Cat's Eye Beach in the three-year-old division. So you'll be going up against a couple of horses. You know pretty well in Leap to Fame and Teddy Dusko. Tim's a trooper.
3: Yeah, that's right. You know, it's definitely not going to be easy, but I think he's got good ability. Um, You know, he tried pretty good there last week in 52, um, and he keeps getting better. So I think, overall, the triple doing the world good, even if we don't sort of um, have a major hand in the series.
2: All right. And with Sir Fahrenheit, for him to go down south, I've got to ask the question. You guys haven't lost the faith with him yet?
3: No, no. He rushed good the other night. Um, Probably just got to look after him a little bit for a few runs again and get his confidence back and um, get him hit in the line again. But his sectionals were good there on Saturday night. Okay.
2: So he starts off a 35-metre handicap on Saturday night, but it's only a small field, so that's going to help.
3: Yeah, that's right. It, Never easy coming off sort of any further back than 20. But in saying that, the 2,600 definitely suits us. And as you said, the small field helps.
2: Okay. Well, he's the reigning Queensland Trotter of the Year. He won 10 races last year, but he hasn't, uh, he hasn't won for a little while. So hopefully Saturday night is going to be the night. I see to, uh, Tommy Lincoln's in. He was in last Saturday night, but he was deemed to be a late, uh, a late scratching. Uh, that looks a, a suitable race. And that, that recent trial was really good.
3: Yeah, that's right. He was super sharp in that trial. Um that was the best he's been for quite a while and um peeled him in twenty six eight pretty comfortable. So hopefully we can work out a nice trip in that race Saturday night. I can't see why he won't go close.
2: Yeah, he looks hard to beat Tommy Lincoln off that trial and the out of that trial looks okay as well. So plenty to look forward to over the next couple of days and plenty to look forward to by the end of the month, and hopefully that uh, that trip to Sydney takes place.
3: Yeah. Fingers crossed.
2: Appreciate the time. We'll see you Trackside. No worries. Thanks, Chris. There's Angus Garrard joining us. So he's got a, a busy night, seven of the eight races, and uh, he's got plenty to look forward to uh, tonight at Redcliffe. Maddie Elkins is going to be playing a hand tonight at this meeting as well. Eight races on the card, and Matt's got a couple of key drives. He joins us now. Matty, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Uh, let's start with race one, number two, Vodka and Ice. First up, second, uh, what did you make of that performance and do you expect further improvement tonight?
5: Yeah, no, I thought he was um, well enough first up. Um, probably a horse that was always going to benefit out of a race. So thought he was quite good there. He did a bit of work early and still finished off behind probably a horse that's won a lot, a lot of races and been racing well.
2: Is he the type of horse, Vodka and Ice, that is getting better with that little bit of time and maturity?
5: Yeah, for sure. Um, It sort of took him a while to break through that maiden status, but I kept saying he's sort of one of the horses I thought had the most ability for a horse who just couldn't seem to win a race. But I think with this spell he's just had and coming back now with racing, he'll continue to get better and
2: better. Okay, I mentioned earlier. It is a race that has a bit of depth, though. There's a bit of form in this race.
5: Yeah, no, it's a pretty even bunch there. Um, And they're all sort of racing pretty well, and the draws probably make it even more interesting. So, no, it's a good even race to start the card
2: you ideally like
5: to be early here with vodka and ice? Always um, oh, like to be in front, but I'm not sure we got the toe to get across the one there. If we could sort of be 1-1 one, one and handy enough, I think that's probably our best bet there. Okay. Race
2: three, this is a great drive here. Mummy's boy uh, beaten just on the post last time. Now, did you think you won that race uh, a couple of weeks ago now?
5: No, I thought I just got beat on the post. Um, it was actually a bit closer than I thought, but no, his run was super there and it was probably a good horse that beat him. It's a good good speed horse, so took nothing away from him there.
2: Okay, so he's got to overcome a second row draw tonight. He is tough. He can do work in his races. Do you drive him like the best horse tonight?
5: I think we do, um, but I don't think at Redcliffe it's all pace-related. If it's genuine enough, we can probably come with one run, but if they do look to back off, we'll look to get into it early, I'd say.
2: Is Kanye Crusader the horse to beat there?
5: Yeah, he's sort of been one of those horses that's been racing well for probably a couple of months, and Unable to really break through. So he's always a danger in races like that. Okay.
2: Race number four, Convair Hustler for Paddy Krogan. He's had the two runs back. Both runs have been good. It's a small field. How do you think he'll shape up here?
5: Yeah, really well. Um, I think it's a big drop back in class for him there tonight. Um, Gets a front row draw. I'm pretty confident with him there tonight.
2: Do you want to use him early here?
5: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think if he finds the front, he'll be winning. I think it's probably a race where he could probably nearly sit park and win. So, no, he's been racing really well. Um, he ran fifth behind Bonnie Prince-Louis last start and I thought it was a really good effort where he sort of used him early in 26 and still found the line well.
2: OK, so what's looming as the main threats in that race? Is it Miss Strepo? Is it isolation? Is there something else there that you're keeping an eye out on?
5: Uh, probably Miss Strepo with the draw. Um, draw always helps it's on the fence, but... I think isolation is probably the next best horse in the race.
2: Okay. Race five, another good drive here. Get a load of this, bro, for Dan Russell. Last start winner. Can he go back to back?
5: Yeah, I'd like to think so. Um, He's got good gate speed. Probably the only query tonight is to step up to 2040, but um, if he can spear across and find the front, I can't see why he can't be winning again.
2: It it does look like he's got enough speed to, to get across, and if he does find the lead, he'll prove hard to beat.
5: Yeah, that's right. Um, it is probably where you will win or lose the race, depending on how much he has to do to get across. But if he can nip over pretty comfortably, he should be right, I think. Okay. Race six,
2: moon over, uh, moon over Montana. Again, for Pad Krogan here. Drawn nicely, gate two. Form looks fairly well exposed for a lot of these horses. How do you see it?
5: Yeah, he's a funny little dude. He sort of never really showed much ability early on. And he sort of took to racing and he started to improve every time he stepped out. So... Um, but he's got a handy draw there where we can probably be in front or even if you have to sit parked out, he's probably sort of races best when he's not on a helmet and you can just keep grinding away at the one speed. So um, it's probably a good draw for him there.
2: All right. Well, there's a couple of good drives there for you tonight. Which one are you looking forward to most?
5: Uh, Convair Hustler, I'd say.
2: Okay. Race four, Convair Hustler. We'll keep an eye out on him. I've got to ask the question. One of your very old favourites, he was able to salute yesterday, Ahoka Jimmy. You were committed to Admiral Bronsky. How did you take that when you saw Ahoka Jimmy crack it yesterday?
5: Oh, yeah, it's always disappointing when you get off a winner, but no, it was good to see, and good to see the horse got a win. He's deserved one lately, and um, it also brought up Taylor's 100th winner, so that was very exciting for her.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You gave your guy every chance. You were able to slot across into a great spot, and uh, he just he just wasn't good enough on the day.
5: Nah, we'll have to turn up next week and try and get one back over him, I think. Okay. I've got to ask, Saturday night, filling for a rainbow. He's
2: been going well in the free-for-alls. He lines up in the open pace here on Saturday night. He comes up with gate four. Is that a winnable race for him?
5: Um. Yeah, He sort of... He's going to win one of them free-for-alls soon. He just needs the um, races to pan out properly. But, yeah, it's, sort of, it's a bit tricky there from four. He doesn't have a lot of speed early. Um, but... No, he's definitely going to win one of them open races when he gets the right trip and the right tempo one night.
2: All right. And your old favourite, the shady one, he lines up on Friday night. Can he win another one?
5: Oh, I'll hope so, but I think he's sort of at the stage where he probably needs to find the fence in them sort of races. But, no, he is racing well and going well. It's just more of getting him to turn up when he's off the fence, I think.
2: Okay. You've got a busy night there on Friday night, but some key drives as well.
5: Yeah, no, it's been busy the last few weeks. It's been good, and hopefully we can keep turning up the winners.
2: All right, excellent stuff. Good luck tonight. Appreciate the time.
5: No worries. Thanks, Chris.
2: There's Matty Elkins joining us. So he's got some key drives there tonight, and we're about to speak now with Jordan Topping. Jordan's only 19 years of age. He's got about 25 wins to her name, so she's doing
0: really well in her first year of driving and she joins us online. Jordan, good morning. Just waiting for an ounce. Uh, in fact, she might be with us now, Chris. Let's try this. Yes, you're with us, Jordan, good morning.
4: Yeah, I'm here.
2: How are you, Jordan?
4: Yeah,
2: nothing bad, sir. You really well, really well. How are you finding the driving and competing against uh, all the old colleagues and competitors out there?
4: Yeah, I'm finding it really good at the moment. Um, I'm sort of having a bit of a good run and a bit of a bad run at the same time, but, yeah, I'm really enjoying picking up a
2: few more drives. Well, you're versatile because you can drive the horses, you can take the photographs as well. Which side of the camera do you like being on? Do you like being out on the track or do you like taking the photos? Um, I like being
4: out on the track. Um, you're a bit more involved out there than just taking the photos, but um, I also enjoy the photos just as much.
2: Okay. Uh, out of the three tracks that you're driving at now, Marburg, Recliffe and Albion, which one do you enjoy going around at the most? Um, Probably, uh,
4: Marburg's probably my favourite track out of all. Um, yeah, just because it's smaller and you've you got to be a bit more
2: um, switched on out there. So a smaller track and no sprint lane, you've got to do a little bit more thinking? Yeah. Okay. Now, as far as drivers that you're competing against. Who's the most difficult to come up against?
4: Um, probably like more so some of the boys like Pete and Nathan. Um you know, you gotta have a lot of respect for them boys and you know, they drive pretty well, so um yeah, it's pretty hard to drive against one of them.
2: As far as the the girls are concerned, that colony seems to be getting bigger and bigger, so I'm tipping, uh, they don't give you uh, too much space out there as well?
4: No, definitely not. Um, you know, Talia, Danielle, mirissa um, they're all really good. and um, It's great to see the females getting out there a bit
2: more. So how did you get involved in harness racing?
4: Um, so they bought me a pacer, or an hex pacer, um, as a riding horse. And Dan Knuckles was coming out to trim up for me and... Uh, I asked him one day if he'd be interested
2: in teaching me, and he said, yeah, come out. And pretty much ever since then, um,
4: I've
2: been loving it and having not thought. OK, so you didn't do the mini trots?
4: No.
2: Your brother's now doing the mini trots? Sorry?
4: Your brother now
2: doing the mini trots? Uh, yeah. OK, OK. So you're involved, you'd like it.
4: Yeah, yeah, very much.
2: All right. Well, let's go through your drives tonight here at Redcliffe. Race one, number four, Gangbuster. He's in good form. He's won two of his last four, and he comes up with gate four tonight. How do you assess his chances? Um, He's been racing pretty well. Um, I think
4: just, there's a fair bit of speed to his inside and off the bus. so I think we're just going to have to drop back and try and get a good start into it.
2: Okay, well that's Gangbuster and Race 1. Race 3, man, you've been driving this guy fairly consistently of late and he's going well. He comes up with a nice draw, early scratching of American Flyer. <laughs> Does he rate for you tonight? Yeah, I actually think he's um, probably my best chance for tonight. night. Um,
4: I really enjoy driving him. You know he's going to give you 100%. Um, every time he goes around, he's just starting to come back to his form now um, after he stipulated a couple months ago and Yeah, I really think he's really
2: starting to get back to his fine form. He's not the biggest horse out there, is he? No, he's
4: only a little thing, but he's got a huge heart.
2: Yeah, that last start fourth was really good. So your confidence is is fairly high tonight with this race?
4: Yeah, I think so. Um, I do prefer him over the longer trip, but I think he's just as good over the shorter trip as well.
2: Okay. Race five tonight. You're down to drive Fielder Thrill, a last start. Is this your yeah, first drive behind Fielder Thrill? Yeah,
4: it is.
2: Okay. What are the expectations? What did you make of that victory last time out? Um, I thought he actually
4: went really good. Um, I don't know. I think we're just going to have to wait and see what happens early, and just see. Um, we might even have a little look to see what comes out, but um, try and get a handy spot early. But um, yeah, I think.
2: He's going to have to play by right ear on that one. Mm, he does have early speed, does. though, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got a fair bit of gate speed there. Okay, well, it looks a good chance there. Feel the thrill. And race 7 tonight, speaking of Dan Russell, he's got you on Lucinda Jamar. She looks to be down on form, but this is not a strong race. What are the, uh, what are the expectations here? Yeah, I think we're going
4: to have a good look early. Um, I think... This is probably the easiest race you've come across for a while. Um, she's been racing pretty fast races um, for the last couple of weeks. And, yeah, I feel like this is a bit of a drop back in um, form. So
2: hopefully she can um, get up there nice and handy. All right. She is a mare with good gauge speed. You're keen to get forward. And just looking at those two inside horses, they're not brilliant off the arm. So you're probably a fair chance of finding the front here. Yeah, I think so
4: too, Chris.
2: Okay. Out of your drives tonight, which one are you keen on most?
4: Um, probably Katja, man.
2: Man, we'll put a ring around him for Donnie Smith. And you've got drives for the rest of the week tomorrow, uh, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Busy time coming
4: up. Yeah.
2: We've got to hopefully got a few more on
4: Sundays while
2: well at Marburg. So yeah. All right. Excellent stuff. Really appreciate the time. We'll see you at trackside. Well, thanks for having me, Chris. There's Jordan Topping joining us. So uh, only 19 years of age and getting a fair few winners. So uh, just looking at it, up to, uh, yeah, 25 wins now. So um, hopefully there's a few more just around the corner and hopefully there's a few tonight as well. She's got a few key chances there with Katacha Man and Feel the Thrill as well. Darren Clayton's about to join us online to give us all of the winners for tonight, all the good things. Eight races tonight. We're a little light on for the rest of the week, Steve, at this point. So we've got eight races tonight, six tomorrow afternoon, seven on Friday night, and we've got eight for the Metro Card on Saturday night. Darren would be pretty happy with that. Less work for him to do as far as doing all the form analysis, but he's about to join
1: us now. Darren, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. It is a nice change to what we've had, but uh, there's still still plenty to go through.
2: You can get a little bit of a sleep in though for the rest of the week. Oh
1: well, well, you've just caught me. I've just come back from a, a bit of a surf and a run, so you know we'll <laughs> just do things Your in between. Mate. And I'll I'll take this commitment, and then I might get back out there.
2: Okay, we will. We started the show with Lancelot Bromac. You were spruiking him last well, what, last Friday night. Uh, came up a little short, and he goes off at big odds yesterday. Surely you had something on.
1: Isn't it? Uh, it's a frustrating old sport sometimes, Chris. I was really keen on him last week, but uh, as I've s- traded a few uh, tweets with Mitch Manners, uh, perhaps the nighttime racing's a bit beyond him now. The old boy, he might need a need his nap at the end of the day. But back to daytime, he was he was good there yesterday, and that was his first win over twenty one hundred yesterday, since March two thousand and twenty. We normally see him over the mile these days, but. He was three wide, that was a, a three wide from the 700, so it was a good effort, he just kept giving to the line yesterday, but yeah, $18, I was keen on the chances of Captain Braveheart in that same race, and um, I gave that out as the best bet of the day yesterday to the breakfast show, and uh, yeah, got no favours, did Lachie when he was wide early, and... Um, never really given much of a chance there in those early stages. No no inch given, but uh, that's how it rolls sometimes. $18, Lancelot Bromac, 33rd victory. Mm,
2: yeah, quite amazing, really. Just speaking of uh, Captain Braveheart, Ronnie Sellers, he had a winner on Saturday night, Mufasa. He just thundered down the outside to score. That was his second up uh, start here uh, since finding his way to Queensland. And better's hope, first up yesterday for his stable. Hasn't won since 2020. He's a very underrated
1: trainer, Ronnie Sellers. He does an awesome job with his team. He does, and just a super strike rate as well, just with places them well. And on the few times I've um, spoken to Ronnie, and he just keeps his numbers at the same numbers all the time, just sort of a 12 horses where he can um, doesn't need to get help in. He can do it himself. But uh, also a bit of a shout-out to him. He has been on the, on the unwell list mm. of late, but... Uh, Good to see him on track there the other day. He, he's obviously on the improve. Um, had a hip replacement and a uh, few complications from that. But yeah, he's looking to uh, build that team. Mafasa, I was, um, I was on faster on Saturday night. I was, uh, it was a really good run first up. I thought just peaked late. Uh, he was three wide from the 700, and uh, then there on Saturday he looked in a spot of bother. He was a long way back, but. Geez, he found the line once he got uh, open road there in that race. So he'll certainly um, probably go through his grades. He, he's high up on his national rating, Mufasa. So I think that took him up towards 80, but that was only a qualifying win there on Saturday night. So he could probably win a band five and a band four, probably in quick succession, you would think, off the back of that run. So, um, But he's got a good association with... Um, the Bonds over in WA and the McCarthys down in Sydney. So he gets good quality horses that are just out of form and and he he finds a way to to get them back in form. So um, I know Ron listens to the show regularly. So uh, a shout out to Ron and all his Ron and Stacey and the job they do.
2: Yeah, no, they do a super job. I was really happy to see that horse win yesterday, given that it was first. Uh, hadn't won for some time. And off the back of Mufasa, who was so impressive. So he does a super job with his team. So hopefully the winners keep coming for him. I know he likes to get a winner a week. It makes all the difference. But uh, you can't knock the way he's going right now. So uh, hopefully everything's uh, getting back to normal following that little bit of a uh, a uh, hip replacement, like you said. So uh, let's focus on tonight. We've got eight races coming through at Redwood tonight. Where do we find your best bet?
1: Yeah, well, I thought uh, we could get reasonably early in race two and it was good to hear Angus Garrett give a good push for this horse, Motu Amethyst. Uh, it was a good win last week. Her figure form prior to last week um, hadn't actually been that bad. Uh, well, sorry. The figure form wasn't good, but her performances weren't that bad. They sort of didn't really um, match the returns she was getting, and uh, she was able to take full advantage there last week. Gate one this week should get a perfect trip there. And uh, yeah, I think that the current quote of yours for theirs is good enough for me in race two, horse number one, Motu Amethyst.
2: Okay, the best bet. Race two, number one, currently at $2. Get it now before it uh, trims up. What else takes your fancy tonight?
1: Yeah, there's, there's a few races there tonight, Chris, where horses sort of struggling for a little bit of form. And you, you mentioned one of those races with Angus as well, uh, the Crom. I actually like Bertle's Firefox in that race. Um, he's a horse that he's, you know, he's not... Uh, he doesn't win his share of races all the time, but when he finds the right race, he can generally hold on. And he, he found those conditions two starts back was able to get to the front and and fight them off. He's a really good gate speed horse, and I thought from gate four, um, he might just be able to get across to the front here and um, just prove a little bit too hard. He can take a trail and be effective, or he can lead throughout. And I thought in in a race that's not overly strong, it might be his opportunity once again. So race seven, horse number four, Bertels Firefox.
2: OK, 4.40, 2.20 the place, but it's only a field of seven, so a one-two payout there. But uh, still some value there with Bertels, Firefox. Main quaddy tonight, the back end of the meeting, races five, six, seven and eight. Throw some numbers my way.
1: Yeah, so in that first leg, I've got number four, get a load of this bro on top. He did the job for us there last week. He was able to win. Uh, I thought he could find the front in that race, and from there it will be hard to beat. I thought then the main dangers would be one, Vermont, who's racing really well as are most of the Michael Nutley team. Um, should get a good trip there, that mare. And then that would also bring Sunny Orlando into the contest as well, I thought, from three back the fence, number seven. So we'll go one, four, and seven in that opening leg. The second leg is the it's a maiden race, and it's a, it's a wide-open maiden. Um, actually leaving the uh, current race favourite, Bokari, out of my numbers here. Just thought from the, uh, the wide gate, Uh, Might find a little bit difficult and and we can maybe get some value into this quaddy. I thought number two, move over Moon over Montana gets an opportunity here. I thought uh, it could find the front and from there might just be the difference, just hasn't really had much go its way of late. C63 um, hasn't got a placing in 15 starts, but it's back in the main draw now, draws gate one. it's, it's had a, a real string of wide gates because of its barrier manner. So if it gets away uh, nicely, I think it'll get a nice run. Number seven, Gamekeeper, um, should be on the pegs there as well. And number five, Heavenly Sea, um, placed in its last five, and um, it'll find the right conditions soon. So one, two, five, seven, the second leg, the third leg, race seven. Uh, like I mentioned, Bertels Firefox, I thought he's a good chance there. If there's any insurance to play I thought number seven our dolly um, tricky race but our tricky draw but she's the lone second-line runner so we'll have the option to pop off the pegs there early if need be so we'll go f- four and seven and in the final leg race eight um, I reckon you can nearly take this one out with number five Claire's full tough gate um, but goes goes after three on the bounce, a Redcliffe victory, followed by a good Albion Park victory there on Friday night. I think he can press forward, and um, he's got a bit of winning confidence up now. He's sort of been building towards that. Um, He can get to the front, and I think there's limited uh, opposition chasing him. Number four, Aruna could be a a danger late. He's placed three of his past four. Even the Reaper, I thought he could run a place um, in that race as well, the Trotter, but... uh, Happy to go one out with number five, Claire's Full.
2: Okay, so your numbers for the main quaddy tonight first leg 147, second leg 1257, then four and seven, and we bring it home with five. So a grand total of $24 for 100% of the dividend.
1: Yeah, that's it. And and that race, that race six where I mentioned uh, I've left the favourite, I think the current $2.25 is the current quote on the fixed price for Bokhari. But yeah, just from gate six, I'm prepared to take it on.
2: Okay. Well, that's Rick with tonight. Best bet comes through as race two, number one, Motu Amethyst. And the other one that uh, Darren likes is race seven, number four, Virdles Firefox. Time now to pick your brain just going back across the weekend. What blew your hair back more? Leap to fame Friday night, Northview Hustler winning the Open, or Uncle Shang giving the track record a nudge there on Saturday night?
1: Oh, I'd... I go, I, I think Leap to Fame, I thought that was really impressive performance. It was, um, you know, he sat last early, Grant moved him round, took control with the lap to travel, and then from there, he he didn't really sort of move on him in the closing stages and still run sub-27 up the straight and really put them away. And, um, yeah, I, I really think, a bit like we spoke about dual melody um you know, being a filly that's underrated and not getting the plaudits she deserves of how good she is in the two-year-olds, I think it's about time. I know, there's, you know, he's definitely a good horse, but geez, I think we need to start sprucing him a bit better, like you mentioned in the call. And it's, he's a two-time Derby winner now, and um, admittedly, Catch a Wave's only beaten what he has to, but geez, leap to fame, he's the all-round race horse, and and Catch a Wave, while he's certainly um, an exciting type. He hasn't won two derbies, and um, he's certainly not an all-around racehorse just yet, whereas Leap to Fame, he's he's the real deal, and I think we'll see a very good horse um, down in Victoria um, tackling that derby. Was Uncle Shank, he was, he was super. That was a big mile. Um, Pete McMullen just had him rolling out in front, and that was probably uh, as good an advertisement as you could get if they're trying to get a sale to America, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I know Steve's uh, really keen on catch a so It'll be a good contest when they uh, they clash in the Victoria Derby, Leap the Fame and catch a So we look forward to that in the coming weeks. And it looks like Queensland's going to have fairly strong representation in the upcoming New South Wales British, uh, British Challenge Series as well. There's quite a few aiming up. Angus outlined earlier they're keen to get down there with Cats Eye Beach. Teddy Disco stepped out in a trial yesterday. He's getting set to contest that series. And we know Tim's a trooper and Leap the Fame are both eligible as well whisper a secret, who won the two-year-old race last Saturday night. He's looking uh, like with a head down, so it looks like the, uh, the Sunshine State could have had a fair bit of uh, representation there through that series.
1: Yeah, certainly would, and um, I don't think the, the New South Wales crop are overly strong, or Not certainly not as strong as they have been in recent years in a couple of those divisions, so um, get the opportunity there. Tim's a trooper, he's the defending champion out of the two-year-old series, so Um, He's a horse that's going really well at the moment, too. He's just um, been unfortunate that he's got a a pretty high-class stable mate that he needs to keep running into, so um, He'll certainly get his opportunity there. He'll probably get into a heat of that series away from um, Leap to Fame, so he'll get his opportunity to bounce back into some winning form you would expect, but it's Mm. going to be a great series and um, yeah, certainly Bad news for those that are targeting that race and are a little bit afraid of the Queenslanders because, like you said, we'll have a, a, a strong attack on that series.
2: Yeah, and just uh, quickly, Steve, just in some other news before we wrap it up for this Wednesday morning. Parisian Artiste, who won the, uh, the Trotters free-for-all last Saturday night in Sydney up from Victoria. Grand plans for this Trotter. They're, they're looking big time here. They're looking at the elite lot, that's the dream. Whether they can get there, well, we'll wait and see. But uh, he was really impressive there last Saturday night. Uh, Wild West, his future looks a little clouded at the moment. He's the reigning WA Pacing Cup champion. He's had three starts for the McCarthy stable in Sydney, hasn't fired, and he just doesn't look comfortable, which is somewhat surprising given how big he is. And everyone was saying that this was a, a track that was going to be tailor made for him. So, whether he stays in Sydney or whether he goes back to Perth, I'm not sure, but it doesn't look like he's going to be staying much longer uh, with the McCarthy stable. And uh, there's a number of good horses stepping out of the trials over in New Zealand today. Akuda, he's going around. Kruger's going around. Franco Indy steps out. Muscle Mountain, the Star Trotter, he's going around. A uh, number of other good ones. I think the two good fillies are clashing as well. Uh, that includes uh, ardie's Express, True Fantasy, Millwood Nike stepping out. It's a super set of trials over there today in the South Island. So I think there's going to be a fair bit to come out of that. And it looks like the All-Stars operation is about to crank right up. So within a month, all their big guns will be back in action. For those that are looking at the Victoria Oaks, RD's Express still no decision on whether she comes. True Fantasy definitely not coming. And just hope the star filly for uh, Nathan and Russell Jack, already a winner of the New South Wales Oaks, she's expected to be back at the trials on uh, Thursday night, tomorrow night at Shepparton. So we'll wait and see there. Uh, Insightful was back at the trials on Monday at Melton, or Tuesday at Melton. So a couple of nice horses getting uh, up and about. So we've got a lot of good racing coming up between now and the end of the year. So that's it for this Wednesday morning.
0: Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Steve. And Chris Barsby joining us there.